Hey there, I'm Danielle Ackeson, and this is the Silver Lining Live podcast. Everyone has a story to tell. I believe something can be learned from every situation. The Silver Lining Life gives everyone a voice. Real life people and experts share their life. They share how they've overcome tragedy, their victories, and their defining moments. So why is this important? Because it's easy to look at a person and think it's been so easy, quick, or perfect for them. But that is so far from reality. There is work, struggle, and heartbreak. As we will learn, a silver lining life isn't a perfect life. It's about enjoying the life you've been given and even those hard times. So sit back and get ready. It's going to be a fun ride. Hey, everybody. Today is a special day because Liza Witonis is on the podcast. And if you don't know Liza, you are in for a huge treat. She is phenomenal. And it's kind of a funny story how I met, and I'm going to put it in quotes, met Liza because I heard her on a podcast and was like, I've got to know her. Like I need to be in her space. (laughs) So I had never done it before. And I reached out to her and was like, hi, I have this mom group. I want you to come and, um, and talk about, um, wealth and money to these ladies. And she didn't think I was a freak at all for reaching out and she was excited and we instantly bonded. So if you don't know Liza, she is a wealth coach. She is a mama of the most adorable little girl. She is a wife and she is my friend. And I love that. Welcome Liza. Oh, thank you, Danielle. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I think they can both hear our our smiles and our in our faces and in our voices right now. <laughs> I think so too, for sure. <laughs> and hopefully, it's infectious, and now they are smiling as well. <laughs> it always is. It always is. So I I wanted Liza to come on the podcast because her story on how she changed her whole family's life is just incredible. So I'm, I'm not even going to give a big introduction to that. Just Liza, tell us your story. Oh my gosh. Okay. Where do I start? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to start six years ago, actually six and a half years ago, six. So six and a half years ago, you, you would meet little Liza. Um, and little Liza was, oh gosh, how old am I? 29, just newly married, just um, my husband and I had lived together in New Hampshire, um, and we were newly married, married got married quickly um, due to a family sickness, um, and we were working. He was working in Massachusetts. I was working at a school here in New Hampshire and also working two part-time jobs, tutoring at school and also with the tutoring company. And we had just bought our house in November. No, actually, actually went through in February. And we were so excited, newly married, had our home, like this was the dream, right? Like, isn't this what we're all taught to really learn and live through and really work towards is getting married, having like having a house and then having a kid, right? Um, And so we, everything was great, but what we learned through our um, house buying process is that we could not talk about money. Now, many of you probably are house owners, homeowners, and that process of buying a house is freaking stressful. Like, can we just honor how stressful that is? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh gosh, you know, and we just did it again this past November. (laughs) It's like, oh, I forgot, you know, Um, but this time around, it was a really cool process to do it again, and you'll hear why through this story. Um, And so through that process, like, we, we discovered 
I discovered unknown credit card debt. I discovered that we could not talk about money. I discovered that whenever money, the topic of money came up, um, essentially my husband would go vacant and wasn't able to really communicate about money, communicate the feelings, communicate anything around money. And when I actually was going to talk about money, I discovered that I was seeking security and safety. And with him going vacant and silent, I discovered that I didn't feel safe. So after buying the house, after being newly married, you can understand that this insecurity is not feeling that great right now, right? Oh, yeah. And so anytime that we talked about money, if you were a fly in the wall, your wings would not move because the air would be so stale. It was not a healthy conversation. It often almost 95% of the time ended in a fight, an argument. Um, And I would always start the conversation, I figured out very smartly of myself. I don't know if smartly is a word, but when I'm in it, I make up words um, that I was going to have a conversation in the car because he couldn't go anywhere, right? He physically couldn't go anywhere, but here's the thing, he still wasn't there. And it just made for the end of the trip really awkward and not fun and not a great place to go. And so we knew that we had a problem and we knew that there was something that we had to do. And both of us had student loans. We, both of us had credit card debt. Both of us had, you know, car debt. We, we had just bought a house. Like it was, it was crazy. It wasn't until the day that I received the piece of mail of my husband's student loan for just one payment. And it was the same amount as a mortgage for the house we just bought. For the house that we just bought, one student loan was the same amount as our mortgage payment. I didn't know what to do. (laughs) That's crazy. Like, I, like, you can just feel the pit in my stomach right now. Like, I didn't know what to do. It was crazy. I had the fear, the misunderstanding, the shame, the blame, the guilt. Like, how did I not know? How how are we going to figure this out? Like, I also kind of felt stupid because Mm -hmm. like not knowing how to do this how did I not know that this payment was going to be that much um and I didn't know what to do and so I really just like surrendered and had the conversation with my husband and said listen what are we going to do about this because I know money is one of the top three reasons why people get a divorce and I'm not going down that route I said so either we team up to do this or we don't and we already know where it's going to end So what do we do? So we actually invested in ourselves. We invested in Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University class. My husband wasn't even able to attend. He, in person. So I would go on a Tuesday night, go to the class, do the homework. He would listen to it Wednesday night, Wednesday on the way to work, and Wednesday night is when we would actually talk about the content of the class. (laughs) Funny, right? Like, oh, that's kind of crazy. Like, you made that work. but those, those 10 classes that we had and the ability for us to really learn the knowledge and the strategies that we needed to move forward, I can tell you this, through that, after three years of doing that work, I actually didn't go back to my teaching career. I was able to stay home with our daughter, which was not in the mix three and a half years before that. I was a teacher. Right. I had children eight to three. That was perfect life. <laughs> right? Like I was not in it as a mama yet. Mm-hmm. So three and a half years later, able to make that shift. And then just six years after making that decision, six and a half years after making that decision, almost to the day, we paid off 
debt-free $320,000 in debt. $320,000. That blows my mind. That is incredible. And so through that transition, not only was it the strategies, but we worked extremely hard on our mindset. That was something that our, our, the class didn't really help us with. Mm -hmm. That was something that we decided to invest in ourselves. And so we worked on our communication. We worked on our trust. We worked on really building and shifting our mindset in a way that empowered our wealth story rather than knocking us down. And so we yeah. did a lot of work internally and together. And to this day, instead of money being the wedge between us, it's actually the wall surrounding us. And it pushed us closer so that we could be more intimate as a married couple. So mm-hmm. to this day, we literally talk about money all the time. We laugh about it. We giggle about it. It is not a stressor point. Like if you were a fly in the room now, you'd be flying all around us as happy as can be. You know? mm-hmm. And so this is the opportunity to say, hey, in the darkest of darks, taking one step forward, one step forward, one step forward. And six, six and a half years later, six years later, almost literally to the day, we have paid off over $320,000. We're debt free. We only have our mortgage. Like we did it. Together. That's incredible. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. So I, I want to go back because I feel like so many people had the same feeling that you do of feeling stupid. Like, mm-hmm. well, how dumb am I that I put us in this situation? And can you kind of speak more to that of mm-hmm. how you kind of got over that, like shame and like just feeling dumb, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause, cause you went down the road. So can you talk more on how you like let go of that piece? Yeah. Because I feel like that holds so many people back for sure. It holds so much so many people back. And here's the thing, like if we want to really live in the past and I feel like having that shame, that guilt and that, that feeling of like not knowing if we, how is that serving us living over there in that space? It's not. And here's what I also want to let you know. Some of the beliefs that have been imprinted on yourself, imprinted meaning like part of your wealth story, beliefs, conversations, experiences, were not yours to have. And so think about growing up, right? Like think about when money was talked about as a child. You didn't welcome that in. That just happened. And so if that just happened to you, can't we approach us to be non-judgmental? Because living in that shame, that guilt, the unknowingness, it's not serving us. Right. I knew that there was a fork in the road. There's two paths that I could take. I could take the path of like taking this on and riding the bull and holding onto the horns, or I could stick my head in the sand like the ostrich. Mm -hmm. Both paths were scary as you know what. Right. (laughs) Right. You know how scary that was, but one was scarier than the other. The one, right. the one where my head was in the sand and I didn't know how I was going to end up because I wasn't putting any energy, any attention, any knowledge to that, learning to that. And so I chose the other fearful path of one step at a time with yeah. my husband, right? Like really taking that in and really making us a team on this to really step into it and say, hey, okay, yes, I don't know, but I'm willing to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know, but I'm willing to try because yeah. I, I have nothing else to do. I have no other way for me to really get this going and to help us get in on the path of where I really want to go. Yeah, I love that. And I think that it's just so much more empowering 
than the ostrich. I love that example. Mm -hmm. Um, to like, you know what, I'm, we may still fail, but at least I'm trying, at least we're working on this together. We're going down this path together. And that feels way better than like just laying down and being like, I can't do this, which I totally understand those feelings too, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And when it's so daunting. Um, so I, that's why I love your story because it's not like, Oh, we had like, you know, $400 in credit card debt, like 300 and what was it? Three over 320,000 in like across the board, you know? And so I just, I feel like it's so amazing that you went from that to debt free. So, um, let's, let's kind of go back, um, to kind of the mindset piece around it. And mm-hmm. if someone is listening to this and they're like, Oh crap, this is us. What, mm-hmm. you know, what do I need to do? You know, aside from setting a budget and, you know, really looking at our spending, like what is their next step? Yeah. And so if this is you, I'm with you. Like, I know the pit in your stomach, the lump in your throat, like the worry, the overwhelm and like, kind of like the road runner where you're like the, the feet, your mind. And you're like, but I'm not going anywhere. What do I do? <laughs> like, I know that chaotic state I've been there. <laughs> okay. Um, and so what I want to encourage you to do, I love budgets. I really do. And I, I create them with my clients all the time, but here's the thing, folks, the budget isn't the end all be all because if you have a budget, but the behaviors and the behind, uh, the behaviors and the habits behind the budget aren't great, the budget doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I live by a budget. I teach people to live by the budget, but it's about the habits and the behaviors behind the budget that really matter. I really want you to hear this because that wasn't taught. And so, what I want you to do is, is get super clear on why this is so important for you. Okay. Six years ago, six and a half years ago, we didn't know that we wanted a family. We didn't know that we wanted to buy our dream house in the woods in which we're living in now. Like none Mm -hmm. of this was part of it. I didn't know that I wanted to start my own business, but that decision on that day to purchase that course for ourselves, that knowledge, that information that allowed us to baby step two to where we are now right? Like I didn't know that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and make my own business. That was not in the plan. I love my daughter. I'm so glad that she chose us. Like, and we planned for her to choose us when we were ready, right? Mm -hmm. But there was things that like, if you had asked me when we first started this, nope, I I don't (laughs) put my life to the children. So get super clear on your why. Like, why is this so important to me? And Dave Ramsey said in that course, this is what got me. You have the power in every moment to change your family tree. I love that. That's so powerful. Sit with that for a second. Because like my family tree isn't bad. Mm -hmm. It's not awful. But my family tree at that moment blended with my husband. Mm -hmm. And now we get to make our own family tree. The family tree for our future family that I didn't even know was in the mix. Mm -hmm. Right? Like the family tree for us. Yeah. Not defining our parents, not defining my, my parents, right? Like we both have different, different stories growing up, Mm -hmm. money stories, you know? And so get super clear on your why, why is this so important for you? And then start diving into personally and as a couple, if you're married or partnered, what are the things that are most important to you? Your values. Those values are super important because they're going to help drive you to what feels best in yourself. And that's called alignment. What feels good? 
the path of least resistance. Like, what is it that makes the balance in your life really jive? Those are your values. Those are the non-negotiables for you personally and as a family and as a partner team. So getting clear on your why and your values are going to help start that solid foundation for yourself so that you can step into your budget and actually fulfill it because there's purpose and meaning behind it, right? Like that's what a budget actually does. It helps you with intentional spending rather than chaotic and past spending. Huge. Yeah, that is. Um, and I've never heard anyone say like intentional spending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love, I, I love that. I think mm-hmm. I, I even made like note of it because I think that that is so huge because mm-hmm. it's so easy to like, Oh, go to Amazon. Oh yeah. I, I need that book. I need mm-hmm. that, <laughs> that new shirt. And mm-hmm. like, if you're actually being an inten- intentional with it, do you really? Probably not. Right. And or maybe you do. Or maybe you do, but here's the difference. Going to Amazon and purchasing that book and that shirt, if you really do need it, with intentional spending and not feeling guilty about it. Yeah. Because being intentional and being purposeful with your money and choosing where you want it to go allows you to give yourself that permission to not feel guilty about it. I love that. I think that that's so huge. And how many times have we heard people, inc- you know, including ourselves say like, oh, I don't know. Should, I probably didn't need it. I, you know, and you're questioning that. And then you're, yeah, me too. And, and then you're kind of looking for that like affirmation from your partner or, or your or friend you hide that it. you're out shopping with, or you hide it. Like people come and help from Target and they're not opening their trunk. <laughs> no, but like we have a garage and a barn now. Like there's so many places where I could hide stuff, <laughs> you know, but I was that person. Like I know the guilt that you feel after going shopping. And honestly, like for me, shopping is not a fun experience. It is sometimes, but like when I'm shopping for clothes, the last thing I need is to feel freaking guilty about buying clothes for my body. Like my temple, right. like that is the last thing I need when I come home. Like I want to feel like a goddess. I want Mm -hmm. to feel like I am receiving that. And with a budget and having that money intentionally set aside for clothing allows me to do that so that I don't have to play that mind game with myself of saying, oh, you didn't really deserve that. Or, hey, you, you didn't have money. You should feel super guilty about this. I don't even have those conversations anymore. It took a while to get those out. Mm hmm. Okay. Like this is not an under six years, folks. Okay. Like, and I'm still working on it. I think that's important to know that your wealth story, I fully believe is, is life long. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like six years, fast forward to six years, we sold our house in November. We used 40, 40,000 of our proceeds to pay off the remainder of our student loan debt, just 40 folks. Okay. So if you want to hear this $40 from the proceeds of our house, if you do the math, came from our pockets in the last five and a half years, okay? From our pockets, because we became intentional. That's a quarter million dollars. That's crazy. five years. So if I can do this, guys, you can too. And I did it in a non-traditional way. I Mm -hmm. went from working three jobs to taking a half salary pay cut to work in private school because it was a good fit for our family and then shifting into being home with our daughter and building my business. Right? Like, and I think that's important to understand that your values and your priorities are going to change along the path and it's okay because ours certainly did. 
you know, what was important when I was working three jobs was a cleaner. Heck yes, it was. But that shifted, right? Right. When, when I was home. And then it shifted again when my husband broke his ankle. Because I needed help with an 18-year-old. Like, I needed help. And so the cleaner came back. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, like, you really have to honor the priorities that come in hand and as they shift. And so I forget where I got started on the story. No, it was good. It was good. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's so important to really just understand that these, there's bigger things out there for you in terms of just making that one decision and committing and saying, I'm in it. And I'm going to do do and try my best. It's not going to be perfect. I can't tell you how many times we've fallen off the bandwagon. I can't tell you how many times we've overspent, how many times we had to pull from our savings. Like it still happens. It does. Mm -hmm. It just, we're human. You're human. Everybody is human. But because of the choices that we've made, we've been able to buy another house in November sell our house, buy our house and be really connected to our money and know what we can do realistically and what we cannot do. And Mm -hmm. it feels so good to be in that empowerment state of buying that house in November and saying, we can do this. We've got this. Yeah. In February of 2009, six years ago. So 2013, 2012 was saying, what do I do? Can we do this? Can we not? And then have getting hit with those bills. Mm-hmm. The energy has shifted. The mindset has shifted a bunch. I love that. Um, and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit because we've had these conversations quite a bit. So I was wondering if you could talk for just a minute on when you are looking at something and you're using like the terms like expensive and cheap and oh, like yeah. that. Can you just talk on that? Because I think that that um, is something that so many of us have kind of in our in our regular uh, mm-hmm. talk. And so can you just speak on that? Cause I think yeah. that that's really powerful too. I, um, my husband loves the word cheap and I ask him now, are you a bird? Cheap, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we tackle it in our household now. Um, so in, in my experience, and, and this was a really, a really thought out and great conversation that I had with my dear friend, Amber Lillystrom. If you're talking about something being expensive, it just means that it's not a priority for you. So if you're looking at a shirt that you really want and it's a hundred dollars and it's okay, I'm going to use myself as an, as, as an example. If I'm looking at a shirt or a jacket, that's a hundred dollars from Patagonia, right? It's a hundred dollars. I know Patagonia, Patagonia. If you know me, you know that I, I could be like a brand ambassador for a Patagonia. Like I, <laughs> freaking love them and if you were in our closet you would know it for our family like they are a value of ours like it's it's important for us to be warm it's important for us to support such a wonderful company that gives back to the environment and their employees and supports mamas in the workforce all of that right like it just it it's my heart and so if i'm looking at a shirt that's a hundred dollars for patagonia and i'm looking at a fancy shirt that i could wear out for one night for a date with my husband or a business event I'm going to tell you that the $100 for the business event shirt that's silky and pretty isn't part of my, my vortex right now. If I look at a, a Patagonia shirt that's $100 and I really want it, I'm going to do it in a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we really want the money for something, we will find a way to do it. And so if something is expensive, instead of saying that, just say it's not a priority right now. Thank you, but no, no thank you. That's mm-hmm. not a priority. If something is cheap 
that means that the exchange of value is not at the highest exchange of value in which you feel it would be. And so if it, you get what you say, so if you think something is cheap, then you're going to get a cheap exchange. If you think that something is reasonable, you're going to get a reasonable exchange. And so everything that we do is either a priority or not at the highest exchange in which we can do. And so there's different energies attached to that. And so when we use that language in our everyday life, we simply can just say instead of expensive or cheap, we don't use the language anymore. My husband doesn't say it because he got frustrated with me calling him a bird. <laughs> he was done with that. <laughs> cheap, 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 cheap. I was like, what, are you a bird? Cheap, cheap, <laughs> you know? Um, but that's like, that's where our relationship has gotten. And so it's like, it's, it's not cheap. It's just not worth the exchange in which you want to exchange for, you know? Because right. that's really what money is. Money is an exchange for a product or service that you're getting. I love that. I love, I absolutely love that. And I catch myself now when I, when I'm saying the, like, I'm about to say, Oh, it was really cheap. And it's like, no, it was such a great deal. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah because price. it changes, right? It because does. Like, cheap means like I was looking at sne sneakers the other day that were $12 at Target. And I was like, Oh, these are cheap. Who cares if they only last a season? You know, I didn't yeah. actually get them because I didn't like the energy attached to that. Cause I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'll get them just because they're $12. Yeah. You know? Like I really want to welcome in and make the exchange of something that I'm going to use and feel good about putting on my feet. You know, not yeah. saying that $12, that like great deal. Yes. But it just didn't feel good to me. And so mm -hmm. really just like, um, just really being able to, honor yourself and be able to say yes and to be able to say no and to say mm -hmm. yes it is a priority and be able to say no it's not a priority yes it feels good to have the exchange no it doesn't feel good to have the exchange yeah I, I love that shift in what we're saying what we're thinking and it does just feel so much better like I mean instantly like oh yeah that is that is a priority. I, I am going to say for that, ah, you know what, it's probably not a priority. And I want to, I want to move my, my thoughts and my energy elsewhere. So I, I love that shift so, so much. So of course, as always, I could talk to you for hours upon hours, but we won't do that today or at least for them. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll go to the last two questions. Perfect. So if someone is listening to this and they're, th you know, they're like, I, I would love, I would love to be able to do that. I'm right where, where she was six years ago. What is your encouragement for them? What is your advice for them? Tap into your heart, truly, and just take it one step at a time. And even though it feels scary, do it. I, I was scared every second, you know, when that, when I saw that bill come in, oh, I still feel the pit in my stomach. Yeah because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. And so instead mm -hmm. of sticking my head in the sand, I actually invested in myself mm -hmm. and learned and yeah. took the time to learn and teamed up with my partner in life. So even if you're partnered or not partnered, find your tribe of people. Yes. Find your <laughs> tribe of people, right? Like really try the, the beehive, right? Like find those people. Yeah so that you can be supported along this journey. When we signed up for that course, we had dear friends. Oh, I love them so much. They were the first people that we called when we were debt-free and we FaceTimed. They said, is everything okay? We're like, yeah, we just paid off our final loan. We did it! 
Yeah, and like I have goosebumps from the moment. Like that's forever ingrained in our head because they were with us through the journey. Yeah. They were with us through the journey. And so they understood. Whereas family members don't understand. I didn't Mm -hmm. get the same reaction from them. So find your tribe, find the person that you're gonna partner up with in this journey and baby step from baby step, baby step. Keep going. I love, I love the baby step advice. That is something that has been like coming in at me from so many different things. Um, and it's actually like what we're focusing on in the hive this month. So Mm -hmm. it's funny that like, that's also your encouragement. Um, because I think so often we think it needs to be this big gesture. It needs to be this big move. We need to pay it all off at once. And that's not how it works. But if we're taking little tiny steps Mm -hmm. and we're doing the little things, it's going to lead to that big move. Right. It's just not going to be this big parade right. coming in. It's mm-hmm. going to be small steps getting there. Yeah. So I and love that. One of the biggest things that I heard, uh, I think within the last year, a decision is momentum. Okay. So even though you may not physically see momentum, but you making a decision keeps things going for yourself. Yes. Huge. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. To the last question, what, um, what do you do if you're in a funk and it's not something horrific, like you just got a $320,000 bill, but you know, you just wake up and you're in a funk. What do you do? I, good question. I live in the woods now and I live in the woods for a reason because I feel so connected to nature. So literally even with myself and my daughter, just, just yesterday, we get outside. We go outside. We become one with nature. I listen to music too, and I meditate. So whether it's literally taking my socks off and just grounding myself in the ground, listening to music while I'm out there feeling the cold, brisk air or the warm sunshine on my skin, or literally pushing my daughter in the swing. Going outside allows you just to clear the space and allows yeah. your head just to be quiet so that you can come back into center with yourself. Because I think oftentimes when we're overwhelmed, we're externally seeking for things. And really all we need is to go inward and just serve ourselves. Yes. Yes. I love that. It's mm-hmm. the perfect answer. No. Okay. So if someone is listening and they're like, this Liza, I need more of her in my life. <laughs> totally get it. I'm right there with you. Uh, what is the best way to connect with you? Yeah. So I am more active on Instagram. So you can find me on Le- at Liza Watonis on Instagram. I have my website. You're going to find a theme here, LizaWatonis.com. Or you can email me at Liza at LizaWatonis.com. A theme. I am on Facebook. It's Liza Watonis Wealth Coach. So you can find me in all places. But please just reach out. I do offer free 20-minute calls. I'm happy to hop on the call to connect, to talk through things, see where you are, see how I may be able to support you on your journey and just get you going. I love it. And I highly recommend you taking her up on that offer. Uh, she was in the mom group and uh, the silver lining mamas. And, um, I, f- I feel like so many people reached out and they loved the live that she was on and, and it helped them so much. So I am so forever grateful for you and our friendship. And thank you for spending this time with us today. Oh, thank you, Danielle. It was such a pleasure. Hey there. I just want to take a quick second to talk to you about something I am super excited about. In June, June 9th specifically, we are taking the show off the internet, out of your earbuds, and we are going to hang out in real life. Oh my gosh, so exciting. 
We are going to learn practices that we can take home with us to be more mindful, to enjoy our lives, to find ourselves again. And it is going to be an incredible journey connecting with like-minded women. So if you are ready for this or there's a woman in your life who you think desperately needs this, send them over to thesilverliningdesign.com slash awaken. I can't wait to hug you in person.